bringing you the latest in tax credit news. This is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, February 6th, 2018. This week marks 27 years since the bill that created the Renewable Energy Production Tax Credit, or PTC, was introduced in Congress in 1991. The next year, the credit was created as part of the Energy Policy Act of 1992. And since then, the credit's been extended seven times, including most recently by the PATH Act in 2015. The PTC is currently being phased down. Turning to the present day, in this week's podcast, I'll share some important updates and the efforts to keep the government funded passed this Thursday, as well as the pressing needs to address the federal debt limit sooner rather than later. Then, I'll review what we know so far about the Trump administration's plans for infrastructure reform. I'll also discuss how a chained consumer price index under the new rules of tax reform could affect low-income housing tax credit allocation amounts and private activity bond caps for this year, 2018. And finally, I'll close with a roundup of other headlines, including the current status of tax extender negotiations and the unconfirmed rumor of a Trump proposal to institute work requirements for certain HUD assistance. If you're ready, let's get started. The next few weeks are going to be especially busy for Congress as legislators address a spending bill and the debt ceiling. As you know, the deadline to keep the government funded is two days away. If Congress fails to pass a spending bill by this Thursday, February 8th, the government will once again shut down. Now, multiple news outlets and other sources have reported that House Republican leaders are considering a spending bill through March 22nd. That would buy lawmakers another six weeks to come up with a longer-term funding agreement. By the way, it's possible that tax extenders may be attached to the continuing resolution to fund the government past February 8th. Stay tuned. At the same time, Congress is going to need to work on raising the debt limit. The Congressional Budget Office last week announced that Treasury is going to run out of cash and the ability to borrow additional funds using extraordinary measures in the first half of March or sooner. That's sooner than the estimates released last November when the CBO estimated that extraordinary measures would run out in late March or early April. Now, the change in the date, the acceleration of this date is largely related to the tax cut law enacted in December 2017. Under the new tax law, withheld receipts from employee paychecks bring in about 10 to $15 billion less in revenue per month than they did previously. Hence, CBO's prediction that Treasury will be unable to pay its obligations fully by early March. That, of course, is if the debt ceiling isn't raised. Now, switching gears, Infrastructure and public-private partnerships were a central talking point in the President's State of the Union address last week. President Trump called for Congress to reduce a bill that generates at least $1.5 trillion for new infrastructure investment. Trump said that every federal dollar should be leveraged by partnering with state and local governments and, where appropriate, tapping into private sector investment. During his presidential campaign, Trump had promised to unveil an infrastructure plan within his first 100 days of office. However, infrastructure took a back seat in 2017 
as Republicans focused on health care and tax reform. With major tax legislation behind us, many expect infrastructure to take a more central role in 2018. As I mentioned in last week's podcast, there was a leaked draft of a White House infrastructure plan. The leaked plan proposed eliminating volume caps for private activity bonds. The plan would also allow private activity bond income to be exempt from the alternative minimum tax. The proposal would also repeal the prohibition on advanced refundings, a prohibition that was just enacted. The leaked draft also called for half of federal infrastructure funding to apply to programs that would reward states and municipalities for raising their own infrastructure funds. Now again, these provisions are all part of a leaked draft. An official White House plan has not yet been released. And as you may have seen me retweeting in my Twitter feed, the White House said that there would be a slight delay in releasing President Trump's infrastructure plan due to the government shutdown and the general legislative calendar. I will send out a tweet as soon as the infrastructure plan is released. Also, I do have something for you to keep an eye on. The IRS is going to need to recalculate this year's consumer price index adjustments based on new rules that were included in tax reform legislation that I've mentioned earlier. Then there's a chance that these changes will affect affordable housing this year. The new rules call for a chained consumer price index, or CPI, rather than the traditional CPI, as was used previously. The chain CPI is going to be lower than the traditional CPI. The question is whether the chain CPI is low enough to alter several affordable housing numbers that are tied to that figure. Now, perhaps most significant will be the amounts for the long housing tax allocation and productivity bond caps, the per capita caps. The long housing tax credit cap for this year is $2.40 per capita for states. Now, the small state minimum based on the traditional CPI, was nearly $2.8 million. Now, the small state minimum is most likely going to drop a little bit because of this change. What's less likely, but still possible, is a drop in the per capita number, the $2.40. Now, a drop in the per capita number would decrease the volume cap of low income housing tax credits dramatically throughout the country. And if it did drop, it would go to $2.35, since there's a five-cent rounding convention in the statute. Now, the Consumer Price Index similarly affects private activity bond volume caps. The IRS announced in October that private activity bond volume cap for 2018 was $105, and the small state minimum was $311.3 million. Similarly, the $311.3 million small state minimum likely will go down a little bit, it's unclear whether or not the dollar five would be reduced down to a dollar, a similar $5 rounding convention. My colleague, Mark Shelburne, in our Raleigh, North Carolina office, notes a potential drop in the per capita amount would be significant. And he gave me the example of North Carolina, which he said would have a $500,000 less in low income tax credits to allocate in 2018 if the per capita number dropped by a nickel from $2.40 to $2.35. It would be a $500,000 loss. Now, we understand the IRS is looking at all these items and will release updated numbers as soon as possible. We'll keep you updated on the release. And if you haven't done so already, you can sign up for our industry alerts at www.novaco.com. Now, before we wrap up, I want to quickly review a few other important developments. First, 
It was reported last week that tax extender discussions are still on the table. House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Kevin Brady told reporters last week that his committee and the Senate Finance Committee are in ongoing talks about extenders, tax extenders that is. As I mentioned earlier, tax extenders could be included in the continuing resolution to fund the federal government past February 8th. I'll keep an eye out on that and we'll provide any updates in future podcasts. Also last week, the Atlantic's City Lab reported that a draft fiscal year 2019 budget document indicates that the Trump administration may introduce minimum work requirements, or at least suggest it, for some recipients of housing aid. The City Lab report says the Trump administration may raise rents for others. HUD would not confirm or deny the document, and City Lab has said the Office of Management and Budget has not responded to a request for comment. Obviously, instituting work requirements for housing assistance would be a significant burden for many low-income households. On a more positive note, Novogratz and Company yesterday launched a new Opportunity Zone Resource Center. The tax legislation passed by Congress in December 2017 created Opportunity Zones as a new community development tool that incentivizes investments in economically distressed communities. You can go to www.opportunityzoneresourcecenter.com for more information. That's opportunityzoneresourcecenter.com. And in state news, Colorado's Senate Finance Committee passed a bill to extend the state low-income housing tax program to the year 2024 and to change the name to the Colorado Affordable Housing Tax Credit. With the decreased value of the federal low-income housing tax credit under a lower corporate tax rate, state incentives will be all the more important to making affordable housing feasible. Furthermore, the new tax law actually makes state tax credits more valuable to corporations because the tax rate's lower, and to individuals because they're subject to a $10,000 cap on state and local tax deductions. Now, the Senate Finance Committee advanced the bill in Colorado by a vote of 18 to 7. The next step is for the state Senate Appropriations Committee to hear the bill. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. But I do have a request for you. I invite all of you to consider submitting one or more nominations for the 2018 round of the Novogratz Journal of Tax Credits Awards. We offer five different awards programs that honor excellence in affordable housing, community development, historic preservation, and renewable energy. All five awards programs have the same nomination deadline, Friday, April 27th. You're welcome to nominate your own developments and investments or ones done by others. You can go to www.novaco.com awards for more details. I'll also send out a tweet with the link. That's it for now. I'm Michael Novogratik. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogratik and Company, LLP. Archived discussions are available online at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. Novogratik and Company LLP is a national certified public accounting and consulting firm with offices nationwide. Learn more about our professional services at www.novaco.com.